time now to get your helmets on, because it's going to get rough in here. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for John, Ken, and Mark, the Detroit Sports Authority. To do it again, we have the highest standards here. We're not bought and paid for it by anybody. We don't have the FCC. We do have DMCA. So language get a little bit salty. All the expressions of opinions are just our own. Um, we're so glad that you are here with us today. Again, of course, with the Super CPA Ken Pocket by our side, the folks, the IRS just shudders when they see Kenny showing up. All right. Now that we got all that out of the way, and we got the ice storm coming, um, you want to do uh, the welcome to Detroit uh, Tiger leadoff? Oh, absolutely! I've been waiting for this day for well, actually not. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, they're trying. They're trying on TV. They're trying to make it out like people care. They're trying to make it out like this is a big deal. This is not. This is a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah, but they get a new plane, though. A new plane. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is a tax write-off somewhere along the way. Otherwise, Mr. Lynch would not have gone for it. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing, that today he gathers around the whole team and says, gosh, guys, you know, we're so glad that, you know, you're our team, and, 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 and I, we got a new plane. We don't know when it's going to be ready. You're going to have a new um, locker room. Oh, boy. And we got new lights. Go get them. And hope to God all you guys that we just signed that have a 6.32 ERA and more. Uh, thank God you only cost me a million. Got to go. Bye now. Yeah, well, you know, the lights will fix it. What will? Oh, yeah, the lights will, yeah. 6.2 ERA. Well, it's because of the lights. So now that it'll be all taken care of now. Yeah, but here come yeah. Kenny, as well as you know baseball, and you know baseball as good as anybody... You know, I always hated, hated that sport cliche. It's like if you have, if you signed all these bum pitchers on the cheap who have a 6.32 and better ERA, and then you think it's a great idea to move in the fences, what the hell are you thinking? This is not going to be fun. No. You want to go easy? You want to go on uh, how many losses? Oh, I'm thinking upper 90s, maybe 98. Think they'll tickle 100? I think so, easily. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, possible. Well, it, it's not like you're going to get a Mark Fidrich right now. You know, it's not like you're going to get somebody from AAA. And how far up is the uh, farm club ranked this year? Yeah, well, you haven't heard Mr. Harris talking much about it, have you? No, not at all. But the, you know what he does? He talked about how they're going to take a look at the position of the pitcher, how the how the mm -hmm. body react. He's huh? 
You know, I'm reading it. I read it three times. Still didn't make sense. You're going to take a look at the profile of the pitcher, how he throws the ball, and that's going to be the winning combination. Yeah, I, I seriously think that there's a problem endemically with the pitchers because you keep bringing these pitchers in and they all get injured. They yeah. Tearing up their arms. So, I mean, there you have to take a look. I mean, it isn't. It, this is not rocket science here. You have to take a look at how you're teaching these guys to throw. It could be also a function of which style of pitcher you're drafting. But you know, again, you look at so much of what's going on here with the Tigers, and this is nothing new. This is not. Oh my God, we woke up one morning and and oh my God, all of a sudden we've realized that they have uh, mismanaged this team. Al Avila ran this team for seven years. Into the ground. Left, when he left, they were worse off than when he showed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. And when he left, this was still a team that was expecting to contend. I mean, when, when the Dombrowski left, this was still a team that was expected to be able to contend near, near term. Uh, now, they got caught basically having to let uh, go a couple of guys like... Um, J.D. Martinez, but they were still a functional team and, uh, until Avila starts pulling pieces off and throwing them away for nothing. And that was the start, because when he started to rebuild, and he was throwing pieces away, getting nothing back. And yeah. You know that was trouble. Well, you know that... And, um, go ahead. You know, what he did is he came in at first, because he, he came in at right, out, right before Mr. I died, a year and a half before Mr. I died. So what he did is uh, Illich told him, you know what, here's the checkbook. Go out and spend money because I still have some left and I'm not dead yet. <laughs> so he, he goes out there and he signs, he signs some guys like Mike Pelfrey. Remember him? Your favorite. Next yeah, to Brad, Brad Penny. Penny. number two. Yeah. yeah. And he signed uh, Mark Lowe. He signed uh, the um, uh, Justin Upton. And signed uh, Jordan Zimmerman, and each one of those in its own way blew up. Yeah, easily. So, uh, so after a year and a half, of this bullshit, Mister I dies, and well, now it's too late to start to blow it up. So we have to work through to the trade deadline with this team. And you get to the trade deadline, and he's, he's okay. We're going to start moving away from these guys because we're losing for nothing. So he lost him for nothing anyway because he traded him for garbage. Mm-hmm. You look at, uh, what, what did he get for uh, Justin Verlander? Uh, well, he got Daz Cameron, right? Daz Cameron, oh, he's gone. You got uh, Jake Rogers. He. I was going to say, you got Rogers out of the deal, and he's going to be the catcher yeah. of the future. Uh, what future? Whose future? Yeah, I was going to say the future is past at this point. It's back to the future. Uh, and let's not forget the, 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 the shining jewel of that trade that we got, Franklin Perez. Yeah, I mean, he can start on any team anywhere. Yeah, yeah, the phone's ringing off the hook for him. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, that was Anthony Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the phone's ringing off the hook for yeah. Anthony Ghost. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, and, yeah we've had some fun times with this team, haven't we? It's just been a barrel of laughs. Well, you, you kind of take a look at this and you go, 
you can tell that Avilia had no idea of how to run a team, in our opinion. It's because you didn't trade talent for talent. You traded talent for, you know, hopefully of the three guys I get back, please, oh, please, oh, please, let one be good, you know? I mean, you, you're thinking, all right, so I'm going to give you uh, a scatter shot of three. And if you think about it, when they traded with, like, um, the cl- the Cubs, I mean, they, they didn't get, like, the top six, eight, ten prospects. They got, like, in the 90s <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for the Cubs. And, you know, you could say, well, part of that is, well, we overvalued our talent. And I think to a certain extent that's true. Yeah. But I also think that when you look at a guy like a J.D. Martinez, who turned around and you know, signed a nice contract with Boston after that, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just, you have to look at it and say, did the guy leave something on the table? And it wasn't just one deal. And it wasn't just one year. It's been continuously over and over and over again. Bad free agent signings, bad trades, bad draft picks, poor development to the players. You know, you look at a, a situation like the Lions, and the Lions are on the rebound, and what is one of the biggest reasons why? Because they're developing the young players that they bring in. Who have the Tigers developed? Who are the guys that came to Detroit and got better? We've got Tommy John. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, yeah, we kept the doctors kept the doctors busy, haven't we? You know, it's kind of a breakout, Kenny. I mean, you you take a and you hit on something that on top of the show. You know, all the pitchers blew out their arms. All of them blew out their arms, and all the hitters, all of them, all at one time, cannot hit. Um, anybody looking at the coaches here? Anybody looking at the philosophies? Nope. I mean, anybody could figure this one out. No one's hitting your your coach. I mean, someone's got to hit. You know, you all don't go dead all in one year. And you don't all have arm fatigue and or Tommy John all in one year. I mean, whatever you guys are doing, it's not going well. And you take a look at the guy, the, the trainer for the Tigers. If it's the same guy, isn't he about like four spins on the uh, on the weight machine? I mean, you don't well, look think, like you're like yeah. you're trim, like you want to even stand health. But I think I think they've cleaned all those guys out now. So I just uh, you can you say okay, but it's not addition by subtraction. It's got to be addition by addition. Mm-hmm. Just because you get rid of somebody doesn't mean that you're replacing somebody better. So I'm going to wait and see. This team has a track record now, a long, lengthy track record under Mr. Chris Illich, and it hasn't been good. No, has uh, I, I go back. I go back to this. And the last year, and I'll be the Abiel was on the hot seat. People were saying, "Well, you need to get rid of him before the draft because you don't want him screwing up another draft." True. So you let him go through the draft, and you know the comment was, "Well, I have full confidence in him because you know we're, we're he, I'm seeing progress." Oh God. Two months later, you fire him while I stopped seeing progress. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's all bullshit. And it's like, I go back to this, back in the day when his daddy had a guy named uh, Randy Smith. And it was the same nonsense that we heard back then. And it took forever for him to finally get rid of this bastard. And it took forever to get rid of Avila. 
and you know, just around and around and around we go. The only difference is, you know, when uh, Mike Yelich finally got to the point where he looked, he saw a team and said, so "This team has a chance to win." He opened up the uh, wallet and said, "Okay, Mr. Boris, let's talk. I got some money to spend." I don't see that happening now, and part of the reason is because the landscape for baseball is changing because of some of the media uh, problems that are... Get your Bally t-shirt. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm sure so, Bally you know, loves this. I go, well, you know, I don't see any spending going to be happening around here. You know, a, a couple of things right fast because I, I know how much you, that you know about baseball. I mean, you're slightly yeah. over 45, let's say. You know, every yeah. year of our lifetime... There was a big swell that, you know, the pitchers and catchers are today, and the rest of the team is in a couple of days. Yay, look, the Tigers are all in Lakeland. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Did you hear anything about that? I mean, it was a blip. No. I mean, no. Shockingly. Oh, by the way, the Tigers, the Tigers are reported to Lakeland. Yeah. Next. By the way, toilet paper up 10 cents a roll. You know, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a non-event. This is in this town opening day. You take the day off. Now, I mean, the last couple of years we've seen, you know, or even even before COVID, you know, opening day wasn't a sellout. You know, and God help you, you you want a really good seat to a Tiger game? Go for get your tickets for game two. Yeah. <laughs> nobody yeah. there. I mean, isn't it shocking to you that there is no hype? There's no, look, the boys are back in town again. For the first time in our lifetime, I don't see anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, crickets are chirping, aren't they? Yeah. Oh. Hopefully the fans have figured this one out. We're not going, man. You know, and now yeah. with with the Bali situation, it's really not Bali. It's, it's Sinclair, frankly. You know, Bali just, yeah. like, gave him the name. Um, you know, now you don't have the money. Now you have, you know, all these small teams that are screaming because they don't got the cash. Now, do you go back to the CBA and go, you know, the landscape was different now than it was when, when we had all these contracts. And I know we just signed it last year. We locked you guys out last year. But do you think, Kenny, they'll go back next year and go, look, there ain't no green. They may try it. I don't know how much. I don't know how much credibility they'd have. Oh, they have no really? credibility. Since <laughs> when do they have credibility? When they start whining about money, the first the first thing the union is going to say is, "Show us your books." Yeah, but they're also going to show you. Uh, 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 we can't do that. They're also going to show you the guy from New York that says, "Or Philadelphia, money, let's get it." I don't care about a luxury yeah. tax. I want to win, you know? Yeah. And so now that they've spent way crazy money, way, I mean, pfft, you know, if the um, luxury tax is at $200 million, they're probably at 450 and they don't give a damn. Okay, yeah. so now that means people from Milwaukee, people from Detroit, people from Pittsburgh, now you, <laughs> you just made the gap that much bigger between the haves and the have-nots. Yes. And baseball, yeah. how are you going to survive, son? And now that you don't have a media contract? I look at the Mets, and I say, gee, 
They have some pretty good pitching over there. They got Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Wouldn't it be great if we could get guys like that here? <laughs> yeah, that weren't forty-five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's kind of you know, and and the funny thing is now that baseball is saying, well, that's okay then. Then what we'll do is we'll take over. We'll produce the games themselves. You know, we'll put them on over. We'll put them on the air and we'll put them on streaming because streaming is where the millennials are, and over the air is where we can get everybody else. And so over the air means Comcast. Comcast means cable. People aren't doing cable anymore. You morons you know yeah. and, and and there's certainly and that's as comcast they're having a hard hard time i mean they don't even quote you and i can tell you from personal experience when you ask for you know we just moved in we'd like to get a new package they don't quote you anything about cable they'll tell you how much streaming is how much the internet is yeah. Nobody asks for cable anymore. So go ahead, baseball. Go back and put something on cable again. This is what you were just trying to get off of. And do you seriously think millennials, millennials, are, are can't wait so much to see baseball that they're you know going to go out of their way? So now you're going to stream it for the millennials. The millennials don't give a damn about your sport. Yeah. Okay, one. Two, now we have everyone's going, yeah, but at the end of the year, we won't have that $32 million arbitrage on us anymore. We can spend, spend, spend. Or do you take a look at it as Chris Illich goes, oh, great, I don't have to spend $32, or $32 million anymore. It's not like... That's bigger profit. I love it. Yeah, no kidding. That's what it is. It's like I'm not mandated to spend this $32 million and I decided to do it on Cabrera. It's like that money goes back in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, that $32 million bucks just played, paid for your plane next year. Okay. You know, and if this is going to be the farewell tour for Cabrera for 162 games, this is going to be an awful... I, I, seriously, this is kind of like Lions season uh, every single season of our lifetime, but only in the summertime. It's like, oh, there's sports playing today? That's interesting. You know, I have a question for you. Yeah. This, this plane that they're going to get, Yeah. are we going to call it District Plane? <laughs> District Detroit Plane? Yeah. Yeah, District Detroit Plane, because it may be just as, just as realistic as the District Detroit project that never came about. No, this one's actually rocking and rolling, you know, and I don't know why you guys see it another team plane. Why? Because... You know, are other cities paying for this plane because they can't wait to see the Tigers come to their town? Wee! Three new wins. Wee! Don't go. Stay. You know, let's play five. Okay. You know, it's like, look, that's, you know, oh, Mr. Illich, all he wants to do is make us into family. Boy, that's nice. Be a Tiger. They show they really care. They don't care. If they cared they would have somebody at shortstop that could actually play. If they cared, they might have noticed that maybe Mr. Avila isn't producing any progress. Yeah. Yeah, if you gave a damn, looked around. Here's a story, Chris Illich, and and you just, you squandered the Illich name like no tomorrow. And if you really think about it, if you sit back and, and everybody was really happy because, you know, Mike... 
I mean, he really did save the Red Wings a lot. You know, he really did like the Red Wings big time. But with the Tigers, if you go back to when Illich had it, and, and boy, you hit it on the head too. I mean, uh, the whole thing about Ken, about you, you had Randy Smith for how long, you know, and then you really think about some of those Illich years. You had Trammell as your <laughs> as your manager, huh? Oh. You know, think of them years. E, you know, think of having two hundred million dollars worth of Prince Fielder there. E, you know, you didn't yeah. hit on anything till you got Smokes, and after Smokes, you only had him for two years, and that was it. Okay. I just, I just remember two years Randy success Smith coming out and talking about Shane Halter as you know. <laughs> incredible every day, usually. Well, Juan Encarnacion is a 5 <sighs> player. Oh, my God. And it's like, you know, you keep coming out and you keep spreading the bullshit, and it's a lie, and you know it's a lie, and everyone else that is willing to say it knows it's a lie as well. Uh, and, you know, the fact that you're still here means that Mr. Illich is okay with you spreading this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to him. So for everybody that, that wants to put uh, Mike Illich on this great pedestal and talk about the greatest owner we've ever had, well, I'm not necessarily the same view. And in fact, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to count up all the World Series championships that we had while Mr. Illich owned the team, and I'm stuck at zero. Yeah, well, well, they they were in it though, you know. If it wasn't for, and then if it wasn't for, and if Miggy was still, you know, feeling good, you know. Oh my God, I. It's almost like Miguel Cabrera, biggest tramp sham in baseball. How did you do that? How did you win the triple crown, and you couldn't produce past July in any of the seasons you were in with Detroit? Yeah, it's a wonder, isn't it? Yeah, it is, because you think about it, every single, you know, where they really needed him in August and all that stuff, he was hurt, but he didn't tell anybody. He just started magically uh, striking out. (laughs) That's kind of of like Trump declassifying documents, right? I didn't (laughs) actually tell anybody. I just did it in my mind. And that's just as good as. Yep, okay. You know, it, that's kind of the whole thing, because really, we started looking about it, because we said, oh, man, Chris Illich really squandered the goodwill that his dad built up. But then we started looking at everything that the the Illich years for the Tigers, meaning Mike, you know, he was, he was a good-hearted guy, but Boris, as we demonstrated time and time and time again on this show... Boris just grabbed him by the nose and said, here, sign here. Okay. You know, whatever you want. Okay. Because I'm trying to think of all the players that Boris uh, had Mike sign, you know, how many of those players were any good long term? Not many. Uh, You know, we, we certainly threw a lot of money around. You know, you look at Gary Sheffield, and he was, you know, kind of crapping out at the end. Right, yeah. And then you, start, you know, and you go down the list, and it's like, eh, no big deal. No. I mean, and really, now you're on year nine of the rebuild of the rebuild of the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
You think about it, Kenny. I mean, is it going to come to the point now where it's because you don't have Bally money anymore? You know, I mean, yeah, Major League Baseball can float you this year, but not next year and the year after that and year after that. You know, I mean, it, here we go with baseball and trying to appease the millennials. You know, do you ever take a look at the <laughs> at the age groups that baseball's appealing to? How many little league baseball players are coming out of little cities in America? None. Uh, baseball yeah. is, is and, uh, you look at, you look at the source of where the players are coming out of, and a lot of them are coming from Venezuela, uh, Venezuela, and Central America, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Probably the single worst aspect of this rebuild has been the Tigers' woeful attempts at trying to bring players up out of that market. They've been abysmal. Who have they brought up from out of there? Who have they signed? Oh, sure. You can't think of anybody, right? You can, the names don't mean anything because they've never developed in anything. Well, you had that 16-year-old phenom that we can't wait to get over here, and that was about mm-hmm. three or four years ago, and cue the crickets. Yeah, how'd that work out, huh? Yeah, oh, this guy was just supposed to be all-world, and we're so lucky to give him mm-hmm. a million bucks at 16 years old. And where is it? Normally you hear, I mean, you heard so much about Torque and Green, over the last couple of years, they're about ready. They're about ready. They're at AAA now. They're about ready. You know, you hear no hype for nobody else. In in, and that's why they're what thirty out of thirtieth when it comes to their farm teams. Detroit is. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's almost like, you know, the anticipation for Torque and Green was was like you know wedding night, and then he kind of splooges before. Thing, yeah, things happen, you know. So, come on, guys. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> but you look, you know, you look at where's the hype out of the guys from the uh, Dominican? Well, we signed them and we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. I mean, this is how crappy things have gotten. I mean, ever since we had a lot of Central American players, there has been for the last five or six years the stupid, stupid, Stupid excuse. Well, you know, they don't hit well in the cold. Really? So then, so why do you have them since you play two months in the cold? You know, why do you hit, get people that can't hit in the cold, even though they hit, you know, in New York and they hit in Boston? You know, it's like, (sighs) cue the Detroit. Sports cliche for losers. Well, let's see. Make excuses for these guys. They can't play at night. The sun gets in their eyes, you know. (laughs) Whatever. After a while, it's like, you know what? They just can't play. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at some of the stuff, and and you do take a look at some of the very, like, first or second week games when they're playing in Detroit. I mean, these guys are this side of playing with their jackets on. I mean, it looks cold. We wouldn't be out there. Why the hell does Major League Baseball, and we've gone over this, why do you play in March? Why do you play in two weeks, you know, in the top part of April in Detroit? What the hell are you thinking? Because you want to sell tickets. 
because of the money, you're going to get going. It's not just the tickets, it's the, the uh, TV revenue. So it's all about trying to figure out a way to wring more money out of the uh, fan base. Before they what you know, because the thought was, why don't you just get them in a, you know, let them play Texas, let them play Oakland, let them do a West Coast swing, and then in May, bring them back. But then the thought was, yeah, when they're 0-34, you would have nobody at Tiger Stadium, nobody, you know. Get them while they're only two games down in the opening of the season. It's like, hey, you know, they they lose their first two, they win one at home, and they go, see, they're playing 500 ball. Oh, God. Another cliche we hate. Let's make sure that we circle uh, cliches that we hate, sports cliches, shall we? We'll illuminate them. Okay. So now we go ahead. Let's face it. If you're playing 500 ball, that means you're competitive. You know, I was just thinking a drink of water and I will spit it against the wall. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I mean, did you see what your general manager said? The quote was, we want to play competitive baseball as far into the season as we can. Really? Good. Give me the money that you're making. I'll make stupid re- things like that. Stupid remarks like that. <laughs> that's just damn dumb. Really? You want to play meaningful games? We'd still like to be in contention on Mother's Day. (laughs) Maybe. You know, before we totally give up. We'd still like to be in contention on, well, Mother's Day. I mean, hell, I mean, (laughs) how about the tax day? You know, yeah, really, well, you're liberated. But, I mean, tell me why, and, and again, you're so much better in baseball than most folks why did who did Detroit get Boyd back from? San Francisco and Seattle. He, uh, yeah, he went to Seattle at first. Didn't pitch there because he was hurt. Yeah, and they ended up shipping him off to uh, San Francisco. And they said, "See, well, Harris likes him because he signed him. He, he traded for him in uh, San Francisco." And he did what in San Francisco? Not a whole lot. I was going to say, I don't remember him lighting it up. No, he didn't light it up. He was okay. But, you know, got bouncing off of uh, surgery like that. Well, you know, who knows what you're going to get. And that's kind of... It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So Detroit opens up their pregame schedule. When does anybody know? Oh, boy. Really? <laughs> yes. Does anybody care? That's exactly. I mean, I feel like a Chicago song. You know, you're right. Nobody Maybe cares. Maybe they're going to uh, televise the, the uh, exhibition games this year. Maybe you got to put something on Bally, right? Get their money's worth. With Ship, Ship, and Shep. Yeah. You know, good <laughs> Lord. And with Craig Monroe. Oh, my God. If there's a reason to just turn it off and listen to the radio. You know, I mean, yeah. I will say, okay. what's that? February 25th is the first exhibition game. February 21st? 25th. Oh, 25th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to open up against Philadelphia. <laughs> Mercy Rule is engaged. Okay. Yeah, we'd like to be competitive during the exhibition season. Yeah, we're going to try to play meaningful games as long as we can in the Grapefruit League. 
You know. We meet it for days in March. Ah, <laughs> oh, God! If I wasn't so full of punchki right now, yeah, you're right. It it it's just an amazing thing. I mean, and we've said it for so long. We love this is a a a baseball town. It really is. The Tigers, everybody, we're just waiting. Give us something. You know, but don't give us, like, you know, mediocre and say, look, we're so close to a championship, but only another 10 years, guys. Because what's it going to be? 10 years next year, right, from the beginning of the rebuild of the rebuild. You know, you yeah. really haven't yeah. had a decent manager since Smokes, you know, and then he was only a flash in a pan here, too. It's almost amazing how long he was here because people think he was only here for two years. No. Oh. Nope. Uh, it's amazing. It really is. I mean, really, you should have stayed with that because take a look at, I would say, from who, um, I, I guess, it'd be interesting to name all the managers from Sparky to now. Yeah. You know, and take and a look at their win-loss. When you look at the, the managers that the Tigers have had during our lifetimes, yeah. And there's no question about it. The greatest manager that we've seen here is Sparky Anderson. Mayo Smith. Close. Yeah, Mayo Smith. Great. <laughs> Ralph Houck. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see, Billy Martin. And we, you know, the Tigers won a grand total of one World Series with Sparky. And Sparky was here for God knows how long. Really? How long was he here for? He was, oh, I'm going to see at least 15 years. He was here for the strike years, right? Yeah. Let me, let me uh, get the intern on it. Yeah. Because, really, I would like to see every manager from there. I mean, Pujols is, that's when you bottomed out. You know, well, I guess you didn't bottom out. You hit bottom, and you stayed there. Trammell, everybody loved Trammell, but they put him in there just because... They're hoping that nobody would bitch because everybody loves Tram, you know, and that didn't work out. If anything, that just sullied <laughs> Tram's reputation in Detroit for a little bit, you know. It's good to have Kirk as your bench coach, but, you know, no. We so, had Sparky Anderson from 1979 to 95. So that, we, that much? 17 years. Okay. That's stability yeah. there. Stability. After that, we had Buddy Bell. Remember him? Yeah. Larry Parrish. Next. Scrap Iron. Scrap Iron. Good Lord, Scrap Iron. Yeah, he was here three years. Really? That long? Yeah. Wait a minute. They got pool holes to, to take over for Scrap Iron? Yep. And do they have pools win loss record there? Pujols, 55 and 100. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They can't manage in the cold either. Okay. Well, then then Tram. Trammell for three years. Three years? Really? Mm-hmm. God, how much you try to suppress that memory? All right. 186 to 300. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, you had uh, Jim Leland. Smokes. Smokes. How long was he here? Uh, who's that? Smokey. Leland? Yeah. Smokey? 
06 to 13, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 8 years. Really? Yep. And he was what? 70597. She's the world's most winningest since Sparky Anderson. <laughs> the most winningest manager you have. Good lord. Yeah. Okay. And then after that we had Bad Brad. <laughs> and he And he should have still been able to compete and there you go. He should have. But you got a million yeah. in there, you know, and <laughs> And then you had Ron Garbage Fire. That poor man. You just felt he sorry for manager, him. But he, he was a good manager. He was. But he wasn't there. He was not there to win. No, he's just a just there as a bridge manager. What was he? What yeah. was his record at? One thirty-two and two forty-one. <laughs> God, you know well, we should print so these. It was so bad that his last year he checked out early. Yeah, he knew. You know, I, yeah. I think everybody is so like... Up, they flat, finished up with legendary Lloyd and his illustrious 2-6 and six record. <laughs> Go for that draft. Go for that draft. And then now we got A.J. Hinch. And his uh, record is? Well, they don't have it posted here. Really? Yeah. Incredibly awful and awful and worse than awful. And how many years has he been here? This will be his third year now. Okay. And you haven't had anywhere near a sniff of a winning champion or a winning season. Not even close to no. 500, Mr. All-Star. Mr. If you didn't have cheat, you would never have got there, as well, people say. Year, his first year here, 2021. Yeah. They really made a lot. Of, they were making progress, <laughs> and they had a winning. Well, winning. Um, they had a winning four months, <laughs> and they were close, and they were competitive, and they were playing meaningful. Uh, well, not really. But finished eight games below five hundred, <laughs> and Tigers fans were all a flutter. Oh my God! Look at this. We were we were after we started eight and twenty four. <clears throat> we yeah. played winning ball. Yeah. So and, we're going to carry that forward into next year because that's called momentum. Oh come on, Lions! Here you go. <laughs> I mean, we're going, see, we're going to start. We're going to start quickly, right? Yeah. Well, they actually started worse. They actually were worse than 8-24. Yeah, but that's COVID, so there you go. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah, and I mean... Now, and, you know, Mr. Illich comes out and says, I'm seeing progress. Until I fire you. Yeah, until I don't see progress. But I'm sure he's seeing progress again now, so... <sighs> that's the normal hearts, right? I mean, this general okay. manager... I don't know, Kenny, how familiar... I mean, how cool are you with this guy? I mean, he talks like a crackpot. He looks like an as so inexperienced as you can get, you know. But, I mean, half of him is because he's so crackpotty. You know, this just might work. Or it's he's exactly as advertised. 
He's a loon that has no idea of what to do, and he'll be there for six years because the Illich family just can't pull the trigger. You know, just like the Fords. Oh, we hate conflict. We'll just let it go. Maybe next year he'll do better. He told me what I wanted to hear, and it sounded real good. And then we brought in our CFO, and he said that we're making money, so everything's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got this guy, Wayne Fonts. He keeps telling me what a wonderful owner I am. Yeah. I, I like hearing that. Yeah. And if I fired him, he might tell me I suck as an owner. Yeah, or other but people, I too. Keep, keep, keep paying him. He'll tell me I'm the greatest owner in the world. Yeah. And I can continue to I can continue to fuck this team up. I can have them by guys drafting Joey Harrington and <laughs> Mr. Blue's guys names you can trot out there and I can keep screwing this up and fiddling around with it. And as long as nobody gives me any shit, everything's good. Yeah, as long as we're making money. But now do you think yeah. if with the Sinclair deal falling through, because that's really who it is, Sinclair Broadcasting, it's not Bali. Um, do you think now small teams like Detroit, and it's amazing that we call Detroit a small market team, but they really are now. You know, yeah. I mean, do you think now, because Bali doesn't throw out the cash, that now they're going to be relying a little bit more on ticket sale? No, not necessarily. Okay. It all comes back to revenue sharing. And if they think they can do better by gutting the payroll, knocking it way down, living off revenue sharing, which a number of teams in Major League Baseball have been doing the last several years. Pittsburgh Pirates, anyone? Kansas City Royals, anyone? Yeah, but that's only one or two teams. That's not 16 or 18 that Bally is going to bail on. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think it's if that's what it is, if the owners are finally forced again to, like, want to make a winning prog, you know, because we talked about this before, you know, there is no major league team, none, and the big four, they they could go with no uh, audience. No fans in the stands for all season long still make money. You know, yeah. you're right, based on TV revenue. But now if yeah. TV revenue is starting to dry up in, well, now if you do Bali, that's hockey, that's basketball, and that's uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. You know? um, mm, wh- wh- who do you think is going to walk in and say, look, we'll give you that $8.6 billion. Nobody. It's like it's a distressed sale. Boy, it looks like you guys are screwed. We'll give you about I don't know ten mil. You know, we'll give you some kind of life raft. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And in an environment like that, one team that should be sitting fairly pretty is the Detroit Red Wings because they've been building up a lot of young talent and haven't been committing much in terms of long-term resources so far. Now. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously that may impact the situation with Larkin. That's kind of interesting. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Yeah. Huh. Well, we'll see what happens. I goodbye. Mean, just, I don't know. But uh, in, term, in terms of baseball, you know, it's a mess. It's absolutely a mess. And, yeah. I don't know, but I just, you know, the question, the question is, do they have an incentive 
it get better. That may improve, but I had to go back to the Lions fans of yesteryear where they would say, well, what we need to do is we need to stop going to the Lions games because then Mr. Ford will have an incentive hmm. to try to win. The answer is no, it won't. You never had that idea, boys. He never, you know, he makes enough money where he can he lock the doors to still make money. Yeah. Because oh. of the uh, national TV money. For and years. Is, even if you take an idiot like him and create an incentive for him to win, will he know what to do with it? You know, you yourselves, Mr. Lions fans, have said the Fords want to win, they just don't know how to win. Well, then if you increase the incentives to win, does it make him smarter? Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, if anybody uses that excuse, and that, and that excuse went around for decades, you know? Oh, yeah. Nobody, I mean, how fucking stupid are you that you don't know how to win? <laughs> because the alternative would be they don't want to win. They don't care about winning. And if you continue to support the team and continue to buy tickets and jerseys and all the rest of that bullshit, when the owner doesn't give a damn, what's that make you look like? Yeah, true. I mean, you just bought it, and he's laughing at you. I didn't have to put nickel one into any of this, and you guys are, are fans, and you have, you know, bubbles on the side of people's trucks, and, and people have, you know, how little blue cars and, you know, they wear the Lions jerseys. Yeah, you're right. You know, and then they get the cut of that. I don't know how much the cut that, you know, Ford gets himself, but gee whiz. And I'm going to say one thing here that I think from what I can see, I think finally Sheila cares about winning. Because it didn't take very long to turn this damn thing around, did it? But what did once you turn around? Decided, once he decided, well, you know what, we're going to hire a general manager that actually knows what the hell he's doing and is interested in more than just telling me what I, what I want to hear. It didn't take too long, did it? Yeah, but you didn't... It wasn't actually that hard, was it? You didn't turn anything around, though. You you, you yeah, won, you what, did. six you, games in the last eight? You got no trophy yeah, for that. You got no ring for that. It doesn't even... You didn't no. even win your division. When I see turn it around, I'm, I'm talking about organizationally. Organizationally. <laughs> because what you have is you have... You've gone through two, two drafts now where people didn't slap their foreheads, roll their eyes, and go, oh, God, not again. Yeah. Well, we, we have a tradition here in Detroit because we build up the off-season. We're going to win the off-season. We're building for the draft with great anticipation, and then you see who they actually picked, and you go, oh, God, who? <laughs> well, sure. And, cool. <laughs> and the last, last two drafts, we haven't seen that. We've come away actually impressed. So it didn't take a whole lot, did it? All it took was saying we're going to hire a guy who knows what he's doing, regardless of whether he tells us what we want to hear. Because what Sheila would have really liked to hear is this. We don't have to blow it up. Mr. Stafford, we're going to hang on to him, and he's going to lead us to the promised right, land yeah. because you people were right all along that he is the leader of this team, and he's the guy that's going to bring it home. We just have to surround him with weapons. 
<laughs> and we did a we poor job with that for a so decade. We heard that so many years. <sighs> now what we're looking at is a situation where this team, with the draft capital that they have available and some money under the cap, should be able to make enough additions where they're going to quite possibly win their division. And if they win their division, they can get a playoff game at home. And I'm thinking about this thing. Who would I like to see come into Ford Field for a playoff game? And my eyes turn west. Way far west. Southern California. And there was this quarterback who once upon a time played here. And when he left, we had all these Lion fans that wore those damn jerseys that were half Rams and half Lions. I would love to see the LA Rams come here for a playoff game and the Lions beat the beat the silly snot out of them. Both teams healthy? Yeah. All right, Rams eat them up. Love that. Rams eat them up. I love that. All the, all the Stafford worshippers, you know, hey, he's a good guy. I don't have any problem with him. But, you know, he didn't do anything for us. Okay? And he went to went to a perfect situation out there. And did he win him the Super Bowl? Well, he just about blew it. And all it took was the one interception not being dropped. And they went home with their head hanging down. So I'm... Wait a minute. You're saying that the L.A. Rams healthy could beat a healthy Detroit Lions team? With, I'm with, not saying. I'd like to see both both teams healthy. The Rams come here for a playoff game, and the Lions beat the shit out of them. Probability is where? I don't know. Nowhere. Though, you know, the, the Rams are not what they were two years ago. You still have Donald. You still have Cups. You still have the quarterback. You still have, and they, a, have an and they have an offensive line that can't do shit, and they have no money to spend it to build it back up. They have no draft capital. Yeah, but they're they got rings. They're getting older, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, if you beef up the uh, front seven here defensively for the Lions, you know, Mr. Stafford, you know, he's he's got uh, one foot. In the abyss, over the abyss, and one foot on a banana peel. Now, Hell takes the one good knot, and he's out again. Yeah, but you so, have you have an, a defensive line for the Lions that you don't have to have a great O line for the Rams. Because who do you have for your defensive line? Who do you have as your sack master? Who do you have as a guy that's ferociously can go besides your edge? Okay. You know, I'm. That's what they're going to need to work on this year. Yeah. Okay. So and if they work on that, then LA works on their O line, and that so it's a wash. So you're still, no, you know, it's not, it's not absolutely not. And the reason is because when you're working on things with the Lions and you have two first round picks, two seconds, and a third, and you got money to spend. And you are looking at the Rams, and their top pick this year is a high second-round pick. And they are bumping up against the cap. And they've got a bunch of old players who, frankly, when you look at their injury last list last year, <laughs> it was several pages long. My God. Yeah, but wait a minute. Don't and we have somebody that's a super CPA that says you don't get all your good guys in the first round? 
you go into subsequent rounds, especially quarterbacks. So, okay, Absolutely. they still have plenty Absolutely. of. Absolutely. But I'm also saying that your chances of hitting on a guy are better the earlier, earlier they go in the draft. These are guys that profile up better. Now, you can get diamonds in the rough later on, and you can develop them. You put a concept, <laughs> and that's one of the things that the Lions seem to be doing better now at than they mm-hmm. were is developing young talent. Uh, but again, I also say this too that you know when you look at a player that you bring them in, sometimes they don't make an impact right away. Sometimes it takes half a year. Sometimes it takes more than a year for a guy to really hit a stride. And you know we're we're seeing that with the Lions where we had. James Houston came in, and uh, the first half of the year, he sat on his butt, but he was working at it and developed and became a player at the end. He really sure. Hutchinson improved during the year. Uh, other guys, you know, we'll see Jameson Williams out. He had kind of a rough first year. Missed training camp as the first half of the year, came in and didn't really fit into the offense. Now they're going to have a full offseason to work with him, and we expect to see better results. Um, and again, Pascal miss training can't miss the first half you're you just go on and on and you go yeah okay time is on their side which you haven't always said because you know sometimes you draft guys and you go ew <laughs> yeah but there's you know, i don't need to go i don't need to go through the the, the rogues gallery <laughs> of that we've run through this place <laughs> I mean, we're all familiar with the names yeah so, yeah I mean, it's like you have the short. There is no guarantee that if you look promising in one year, you're going to come back the next year and be fabulous. None. Right. And then you're right. There's a rogues gallery with that. I mean, I'm going to sit back and put it neutral. It's like you have have a lot to show me, Detroit Lions, a lot, because you have wanted my, you know, fandom for decades, over a half a century, and you produced nothing because you got warm. Last year, I, again, we can go back to the Silver Rush, you know, when they're about ready to do the Super Bowl shuffle because they were so good. And then what happened all the subsequent years? So don't give me six wins. Remember Spider Man Allen? Yep, agreed. Yeah. They started 4 and 0 and missed the playoffs. Yeah. See, so that doesn't, because they, they literally, when you look back on the piece of paper, they won nothing last year. You know, yep. they they didn't win their division, and the thing is with with their division now, it's an easily winnable dis, dis, <laughs> division, um, only because nobody wants it. Green Bay is going to have it, Green Bay now. All of a sudden, is saying, you know, Love, he's the greatest. We're going to go. We're going to cycle over to him now, just like what we did with Favre to the gentleman that is now in solitary confinement. You know, it's like. You know, Love's been looking long enough, and now he's ready to go. He's been shitty since day one, in our yeah. opinion. So if and, you and my, go ahead, my my approach to the Lions at, at this point is this: I like what I see. I, there's a lot of things going on that are positives. I've been looking for this for decades. Finally, I'm seeing some stuff that makes sense to me. Uh, that being the case, I don't want to hear. The nonsense that I hear in Detroit media, well, we should draft a quarterback in the first round and sit him for a year. I knew this was going to come Whoever back. Whoever you draft in the first round shouldn't be sitting for a year. 
I want his ass out there on the field contributing to this team's success. I'm not going to wait a year. I'm not going to give everyone a pass. The time is now to show it. Yeah. You know, and if if you end up next year nine and eight, then you know what it is: same old lions. Agreed. This is now the off season to spend, because before it's like, well, we you know, like the Tigers, we're not going to put money after bad. Nobody's ready. You're now ready. This is it. It's showtime now. Now it's time to go. And actually, when you say it's time to spend, the big money's next year. You have the draft capital this year. Next year, you have the cash capital. By the time you bring these guys in this year, give them a year, and then you develop them for a year, then next year, you got the checkbook to bring some veterans in to surround these guys with. It's 2024. That's the year when you strike. How much money? This year, definitely, definitely should show results. How much money are they under the cap? Mm, intern. I mean, they do have some green. I mean, it's not like they got 50 cents to go and they're like the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. You know? Let's see. They're um, under the cap. To do, to, to, it's not a huge amount right now, but uh, they'll cut some guys and make some, uh, yeah. make some more room. But I think it's only like... Fifteen, yeah, fifteen nine. There we got hundred fifty nine million to spend. Great. 15, yeah, fifteen million nine hundred. But by the time you get Jeez. get rid of Brock or a couple other guys, you're probably about thirty. Now you got some guys of your own that you want to resign, so you probably have enough to bring in a couple of mid level guys. So how again, much? again, you're going to add them to the people that you have and the people you're going to draft, and you're going to continue to develop these guys. No excuse not to. So, all right, so you got 30-some million coming up next year. How much is in dead money? Dead money next year? Yeah, it should be pretty well okay. cleaned up, right? Should be yeah. It should be pretty well cleaned up. I mean, you're going to take a couple hits this year, like Baitai, Brockers. Yeah. Not not tons. No. Not like it's been. But you'll have some dead money. But the idea being, you know, you, yeah, the dead money you're already counting that anyway. Well, what you save, for example, on a Brockers. Right. You know, your dead cap hit on him is four million. But his cap hit is 14, so you'd save 10 million by cutting him. So you look at the 4 million dead cap, you know, big deal. Yeah, that's manageable. You know, Vitae, his cap is uh, 12, but if you cut him, the dead cap is 6, so you save 6. Yeah, that's. What kind of free agency do we got going out there that you can have? I mean, this is a year for all out pass rushers. This is the year for the monster beast on this side of defense. That's your number one, that's your number two, and number three picks this year. And because you have them, I mean, I don't see going up high in the draft, but picking six blows. Way to go, guys. Well, all I can say is this. You know, I keep hearing say, well, you should draft a cornerback at six. Mm. No, 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 no. Well, you should draft a cor- cornerback at 18. No, no. You draft a cornerback second round. What do I want? Front seven. 
Yeah. I want guys rushing the passer. I want linebackers. That's what I want. And their secondary, as long as they're good enough, the whole the whole thing about the NFL is if that quarterback has five seconds to throw the ball, nobody can cover the receivers. If you give him three seconds to throw, then those the secondary looks an awful lot better. Yeah, this this is your O line is fine for uh, as long as somebody gets hurt because you don't have all that crazy depth, you know. But your O line looks pretty good. Your running back situation it's starting to come around. I mean, you don't give Andre Swift any kind of anything anymore, but you got the human wrecking ball. He's good. This draft is so deep in running back. You can draft a guy in the fifth round who could be a valuable piece of your running game. Okay? you got like 16 guys coming out at running back this year that that will be impact players. Yeah. So the idea, oh, it be on Robinson. The first, no, 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 no. You wait. You wait. You use a later pick on a running back. And I, what do you do early? Well, no, the offensive. I keep hearing this one. It's an offensive league, and all these teams that made the playoffs, they, they, they were all the top offensive teams. And, you know, the top defensive teams, well, a couple of them made it. You know, all well and good, but it, it cycles through year to year. But the one thing I do know is that if your defense can't do shit, and again, it all comes back to the way the game is played now. And the way that the game is played is you're, you can't cover these receivers. All the receivers look great, and all the, uh, the secondaries, by and large, don't. And the reason for that is because the rules say, well, you can't really touch these guys. You can, you know, touch them at the, uh, the line, and then you got to let them go. And so they're running around crazy out there. And uh, what do you have to do to stop the passing game? Get on the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if they can find another Donald or another Dick Buckus, that'd be great. You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you just need Filthy McNasty. And and really, if you can find somebody, because everybody was starting to dig Sue, you know, until he kind of mm-hmm. went off to the hard left rudder. But, I mean, Detroit wants to have an Alex Karras. You know, they want to have somebody big and nasty, and that's okay if the rest of the line isn't as good. Give us a probert, you know. Yeah, and Jalen Carter would have really fit that bill, but I... He's going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, and again, I go back to this. I say, I look at the uh, I look at the Lions front office now, and I say, you know what? Let's see what you come up with. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on you. you off right away. I'm just, I'm just going to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, we're, we, we're cautiously amused... But we've seen this before many, 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 many times. Actually, you know, pull through, and then we'll give you a little bit of applause. Talk about a little bit of applause. What didn't we talk about in one whole minute, son? Oh, God, we didn't talk about the Red Wings, who uh, won five games in a row and then lost to Seattle to the Crankin'. Right, but, yeah. But uh, they're, they're wrapping up their five-game road trip tonight in Washington, D.C. against the Washington Capitals. They should be and, playing uh, today. I mean, right now, Washington, right? Yeah, Washington has been uh, up and down this year. Uh, let me see if I can get an update on the game here. 
Da 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 da. Okay, my screen's jumping around because of all these damn ads, so I can't really focus. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I hate that. You know, you go to click on something and it jumps. Yeah. Ooh, Detroit two, Washington one. Goal scored by Robert Hag. Are you kidding me? And Finally, Suter. He's been he's been coming on lately. Yeah, he is. But I mean, so is everybody else. Because here's the trade deadline. And it's like, well, they're thinking maybe not trading Patuzzi. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing it. <laughs> Bye. Oh. Depending, oh. depending what you can get. I mean, Larkin, you're still a million dollars apart, and you're a couple of weeks away from March 3rd. What does that tell oh. you? All you need to know. All right, Bossa Nova, we got to get out of here. Okay, so come see us anytime or anywhere that you can pick up your favorite podcasts, and that's on iTunes, iHeart. Uh, Spotify, Pandora, um, and then Pocket Cast. I like that one. And 16 other different places that we're in, too. So, until next week, thank you so very much for being with us here on the Detroit Sports Authorities. Ready? Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you, Kenny. All righty. Have a good one. Bye now.